All right, one verse, verse 20. Father God, I come before you right now and I ask you, Lord, to anoint me to minister your word to your people. I ask you, Father, that God, you'd strengthen me with might by your spirit and my inner man. I pray that, Father, you'd allow me to hear from heaven directly. That, God, you'd speak to me things I have not heard. Let me think thoughts that I have not thought. I pray, Father, that you utter things through me, Father, that would not formulate it in my own mind, but come from your throne. I ask you tonight, Lord, to breathe on this word tonight. Breathe in this atmosphere tonight, God. We take authority over every uh, demonic distraction, over every hindrance. Thank you for our angels that are assigned in this room to protect and guard this atmosphere. And I pray that your people have hearing ears, seeing eyes, and receiving hearts. For the word of God tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Psalm 103, verse 20. You have that? Yes, sir. It reads this way. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, you uh, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Amen. Again, bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Tonight I want to talk on, on the subject from that verse, the voice of the word, the voice of the word. You may be seated. The voice of the word. Well, there's some people that were standing back there, yeah. Um, I want to remind you of that tongue interpretation that came here a few weeks ago, okay? What the Lord said to us in that prayer on Wednesday morning. He said, I'm making you whole again, says the Lord. What has been broken, what has been lost, I am restoring and making you whole again. Walk with me and grow with me. Let me lead you to that place where you belong. Let me show you higher heights than you have ever imagined. Let me take you places that you've not dreamed of. Oh, I have made you whole again. I am prospering you. I'm calling you and causing you to come into your expected end. I'm doing it. Stand on my word and use my word, says the Lord. Use, use my word. Use my word. Don't just know it. Don't just read it, but use my word. Did not I say my word shall not return to me void? Did not I say it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the things to which I sent it? Use my word, says the Lord. So God, again, was emphatic with us about using the word, making use of the word of God. And it's one thing to know the word. It's one thing to even memorize the word. People memorize scriptures. But scriptures don't do any good if we don't use them. <laughs> and God needs us to use the word. Remember I shared with you last week how in Hebrews 11.3 uh, it talks about for by faith we understand the worlds were framed by what? By what? The word, the word of God. So the things that are made or not made by things which, which are visible, right? And then we talked about how in Hebrews 1.3 how Jesus, uh, the Bible says he upholds the whole world by his powerful word or the word of his power. And then we saw, we looked over at uh, 
Ephesians, right? Chapter 4 and verse 1, I believe it was, where the Bible talks about being imitators of God. 5 and verse 1. Ephesians 5 verse 1. He says in the Amplified Classic, Therefore be imitators of God, copy him, and follow his example as what? So we saw how God used his word. Thank you, Lord. Um, we were just talking about Hebrews 11.3, right? If you add to that, Psalm 33 and... Um, Start at verse 4. It says, for the word of the Lord is what? You all there? For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in what? He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of what? Verse 6. By the word of the Lord. By the word of the Lord. The heavens were made. And all the host of them by what? The breath of his mouth. So God breathed. And everything was created. God used his word to create all things. We understand by faith the world is framed by the word of God. So then if we're told in Ephesians 5.1 to copy him, imitate him, follow his example, then that's how you and I are supposed to create Things. Right? How are we supposed to form our own lives? Now, I taught on two weeks ago this subject, the sword of the spirit. I remember that. And Ephesians uh, 6, 17 talks about how we're taking up the helmet of salvation and then the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. The word of God. Now, again, I just, I just appreciate how Holy Spirit makes very clear and plain to us what the sword is. Even if we're not sure what the helmet of salvation is, you know, even if we don't know what the shield of faith, I mean, we know it's a shield of faith, but what does that look like? What is, what is, but the sword of the Spirit, he makes clear, crystal clear, he said, it is the word of God. That's the one part of that armor that he makes crystal clear to us. Now, by, by faith and by with the wisdom of God, we can understand the rest of it, but we don't have to figure that one out at all. That the word of God is a sword of the spirit. Now, you remember I gave you that word, uh, talked about that word, uh, make, uh, that, that word uh, sword comes from, which, where we get the word machete from. So the word of God is a machete that you can use to cut paths, you can use to cut things off, right? Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Right? Yes, sir. We saw in that same verse in Amplified Classic, that word powerful means, it spells it out as making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. Okay? So the word of God is powerful. It's active. It's alive. It's energizing. It's effective. Okay? Now, this is all just, just review here in case you didn't go back and listen to it. Romans 13. 
we walked through Romans 13, right? And I showed you that you, are, you and I are part of God's government. That taken in simplest context at, at the basal level, we're talking about natural government. But, you know, it says there, uh, verse 1 of Romans 13, that there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Well, <laughs> we know God doesn't appoint wicked people. So we're, we're, we got to go way beyond natural men, natural government. Now we know government itself is appointed by God, but the people who are in government are not necessarily appointed by God. Right? So I took the time to show you he's talking about us here, the revelation here about that, okay? So, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Verse 2, therefore whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring what? Then he began to describe, give us some words to describe us. For rulers are not a terror to good works but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's what? So we are God's ministers for good. But if you do evil, be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain. Don't forget that. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. All right? So you and I are God's ministers, God's rulers, God's avengers, right? To minister justice, to minister his wrath, to execute the things and, and the will of God in the earth. Okay? But notice, again, I brought out to you last week, he does not bear the sword in vain. And what I want to show you is the word of God is the sword of the spirit. And it's... it's, it's, it's crazy for us to bear this sword in vain. To have all this word and not do anything with it. In other words, who cares if you've memorized Genesis through Revelation? Who cares if you don't know anything, how to do anything with it? I brought the statement to you last week. People say knowledge is power, but I contend applied knowledge is power. Who cares what you know if you don't do anything with it? There are a lot of knowledgeable, smart people, and they can't, they can't figure out how to, how to do a thing. I mean, just we'll leave it at that. So applied knowledge is power. We would call applied knowledge wisdom. That's power. Wisdom is a principal thing, not knowledge. Right? So to have this word and know it, I mean, I don't care if you got a doctorate degree in Bible. You've been through ground school, flight school, Sunday school, BTU, YPWW, every single class you can think of, and not using the word. I don't care if you went to Rhema. <laughs> I don't care, Oral Roberts University, Liberty. I don't care how many Bible schools you went to. If you don't use this word, it doesn't avail you anything. Right? So don't bear the sword in vain. Tell your neighbor, don't bear the sword in vain. Hallelujah. All right, now, God's word 
Go to Jeremiah chapter 1. God's word is the most powerful force in the universe. I wish I had some more word people here. God's word is the most powerful force in the universe. God's word is the most powerful force in the universe. (laughs) Not atomic power. Not nuclear power. Not, you know, people think star power because they're influencers influencers and have, you know, they have influential people. No, they don't have power. I mean, they may have some power, but they're not the most powerful. The most powerful force in the universe is the word of God. I mean, we can just look at the scripture in in, in the book of of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was and the word Go, go verse 2. Yes. Go verse 2. Yes, <laughs> the same, he was in the beginning with God. Go verse 3. Yes. All things were made through him, through the word. And without him, the word, nothing was made that was made. So there's no more power. I, I don't know if y'all got this. There's no more powerful force in this universe than the word of God. Okay. All right. Jeremiah chapter 1. <laughs> Hopefully you'll you'll flow with me a little bit tonight. Verse 9. Remember God called Jeremiah, told him before you were formed in your mother's womb and so forth. I knew you, sanctified you, called you by name, I ordained you and so forth. So he ordained him, verse 5. But look at verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, come on. Now he's ordained as a prophet. But a prophet can't speak his own words. So there are things God needs you and me to prophesy to, prophesy over, prophesy about, but we don't prophesy our own words. Because I didn't say words are the most powerful force in the universe. I said God's word is the most powerful force in the universe. You you and I can say things out of our own mind, out of our own heart, and they won't move a thing. Nothing will change. (laughs) Pastor, I've been speaking. Well, what have you been speaking? And where did you get it from? Because once you cross over into using God's word in your situation, using God's word in situations beyond you, then you'll have his powerful force behind you moving in your life. So he said, see today I've, I've put, behold, I've put my words in your mouth. Now watch verse 10, because it goes with it. See, I have this day set you over. What day? The day I put my words in your mouth. I better come over here and see if y'all get it. The day I put my words in your mouth, I set you over. That's still going over your head. What he, let me just help you. 
When you have his words in your mouth, it puts you over. And if you have been overwhelmed or overcome by things, it's because you're not releasing the word that he puts in your mouth. The word that he puts in your mouth puts you over things. So if you and I are walking around carrying the sword of the spirit, if we don't bear it in vain, if we understand what we have, his words in our mouths, then we are down over things. Glory to God. He says, see, I have this day set you over the nations. Everybody say the nations. So the word in your mouth puts you over the nations. So nothing can just go on these nations and we, and we sit there and just let it go on. You and I are here to take charge. Oh, Jesus. Hold your finger there real quick. Go to Psalm 82. Go to Psalm 82. Just roll with me, media. Just roll with me. Psalm 82, verse 1. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods, lowercase g-o-d-s. Now, how many understand what gods he's talking about? He's talking about us. He's not talking about Buddha and Allah and all these other fake gods that people have, statues you can buy in Walmart and Target and all that kind of stuff. He's talking about the gods he's made. You, sons of God, we can really call this. He says, how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? In other words, how long are you going to let them just keep operating like they operate? Verse 3, verse 3, listen to this. Defend the poor and, the, and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Free them from the wicked, from the hand of the wicked. They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said, I said, you are gods, and all of you are children, come on, of the Most High. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. In other words, if you don't understand who you are and what I made you and what I put in you, you're going you're gonna to live and operate just like they do. So watch what he says in verse 8. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. Well, how, how does God judge? It's through you and me. Because he, 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 he's, he's, he wants us, verse 2, to start judging justly. Administer justice. Speak and declare things. So when he tells Jeremiah back in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse, verse 9 and 10, he says, I put my words in your mouth. He says, see, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. That means the word I put in you can, can shift and move kingdoms. Let me, let me help y'all with something. Do you think... The turnaround we're seeing in our nation right now is because the left-wingers finally said, okay, we're going to stop. No. They're still ignorant. They're still blind. You know what I mean by ignorant. I mean, they, they still don't know what they're doing. They're still trapped by wicked schemes. But people of God 
who stood up and resisted and opened our mouths and used the word, things have had to turn around. Things have had to change. Things have had to, to get flipped around in our, in our favor. Why? Because he set us over nations, over kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, and when you're done with all that, now to build and plan. Well, how are we going to do all that? With bulldozers? No, with your mouth. His words in your mouth. Hallelujah. The word is powerful. In the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah, look at this. Uh, he called Jeremiah a prophet, right? Yes, sir. You know God called you to be prophetic people too, right? Yes. Jeremiah 23 and verse 28. <laughs> the prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word... Let him speak my word faithfully. What is a chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? What is he saying here? What's he saying here? The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak faithfully. Speak my word faithfully. Now the prophets were dreaming all kinds of dreams. And saying, thus said the Lord. <laughs> but just because they were saying, thus said the Lord, didn't mean, thus said the Lord. So their, their dreams and what they said had no power. Y'all, okay, let me help you because y'all like, well, I, I thought this was a good thing. Okay, let me, let me, let's back up. Let's back up. Go back to verse 25. Go back to verse 25. Because, yeah, some, sometimes there's going to be some made-up stuff. Y'all ain't saying much. Man. Sometimes there's some made-up stuff. Are you there in verse 25? I have heard, this is God talking, I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy, come on, lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. So just because some prophet says, I had a dream, and there's people all over YouTube. You, YouTube is full of it. YouTube is covered, splattered with people who they had a, I had a dream. The Lord telling me you need to go buy a bunch of 409 because you need to get ready because some and they had a dream about 409. There's some lady got everybody buying. What's this stuff? Brown Listerine. And she got, I mean, hundreds of thousands of followers. She prophesied about everybody, everybody need to go buy Brown Listerine. And then you got another prophet right here in Florida who kind of stole her prophecy and made it like it was his. Oh, wow. 
they had a falling out online war over, over somebody else's dream who said it was the Lord. That's probably why you couldn't find no brown Listerine. Everybody brown up brown Listerine because somebody had a dream saying the Lord said buy them brown Listerine. So are you seeing this here? I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesied lies in my name saying I have dreamed. I have dreamed. But y'all don't get mad at me. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Y'all see the next verse? Indeed, they are prophets of, of the deceit of their own heart who try to make my people forget my name by their dreams, which everyone tells his neighbor as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. Verse 28, the prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. So tell you a dream. But then what he says here, and he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat? In other words, when it's all said and done, all of fake lies, dreams are like chaff that get blown away. Only thing left standing is the wheat. <laughs> so he says, when you actually get my word, speak my word faithfully. When you speak my word faithfully, there's some power to it. I'm talking right about the voice of, of the word. When you speak my word faithfully, you give voice to my word. Okay, let, let, watch this. Watch this. Verse 29. Verse 29. Is not those dreamers' word like a fire? No, it's just my word. It's my word. Oh, what does it say? My word. Oh, it's not my word like a fire. He's identifying which word has power. Remember, he just said he's going to separate the chaff from the wheat. When it's all said and done, you're going to know what's real and what's not real, who just made up their own little dream, who had their own little dream, and who actually got a word from the Lord. He says, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? In other words, when it's my word, it's going to damage some stuff. When it's my word, it's going to take some things down. When it's my word, it's going to change situations. But their little Listerine word ain't going to change nothing. People got millions of followers online. They, everybody get in their they little phone in their car. Everybody riding their car. Got their little phone. Making their little videos. Oh, yeah, I had a dream. The Lord showed me something. Oh, saints, I just got to tell y'all. who. And then they're they going to stretch it out. They, it's going to take them 25 minutes to tell you one little sentence. Because they, they, they need you to watch 25 minutes to get all the ads in. I'm just telling y'all. Just, I just want to free you. They need 25 minutes to get all the ads in because they make revenue off the ads. I mean, everybody follow behind them, follow behind them, all the little fake words. Y'all get mad at me, I don't even care. Follow behind all the little fake words. And they're dragging God's people off into silliness. And the word has no power to it because it wasn't God's word. 
You'll know my word when I separate the chaff from the wheat. And when my word is spoken faithfully, it's like fire. It's like a hammer that'll break up that tumor on the inside of your body. It's, it'll break up that mountain that's been in your ways, blocking your way. That my word will, will, will burn up some of that foolishness that you've been carrying around for 20 years and couldn't get rid of it. You went through counseling and the counseling didn't fix it. But when my word came to you, my word burnt that mess out of your life. My word is like fire and it's like a hammer. It breaks the rock in pieces. Can you see this, ladies and gentlemen? So his word, there's something different, something significant about his word. Mm. So notice, he said, he who has my word, verse 28, let him speak my word faithfully. So the word doesn't go into effect until it's spoken. So someone has to give voice to the word. Now when you speak by the authority of God, you are speaking as an oracle of God. You are speaking as a, um, a, a divine representative of God. I told you this last week or two weeks ago when I ministered that, that to you, that when you speak, it's as if God is speaking. If you're speaking his word. Right? His voice is powerful. His word is powerful. Look at, look at uh, Psalm 29 real quick. Psalm 29. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can y'all take some teaching tonight? Psalm 29. Look at verse 3. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Now, it already said to us, the voice of the Lord is over many waters. Now it says the Lord is over many waters. Because his voice and him, they're synonymous. And we know his word and him, they are synonymous. You got it? Verse 4, the voice of the Lord is what? Powerful. Power, say it again. Powerful. You got to say it like you mean it. Powerful. Did y'all catch that? I mean, his word is like fire. It's like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. His voice is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. I mean, the Lord can split fire? His voice? voice the voice of the Lord, verse 8, shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. 
and strips the forest bare. And watch this. And in his temple, everyone says, shout it again. It's all because of the voice. Hallelujah. All right, now, go back to Psalm 103. I just, I just want you to see how powerful his voice is. Psalm 103, verse 20. I'm almost done now. Just, just stick here. I'm just, this, this is the follow-up to two weeks ago. Okay? It says, verse 20, Bless the Lord, you as angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Now, I thought it was very interesting when, when you read that, because Holy Spirit is very meticulous, very particular, very detailed. He doesn't mince words, he doesn't waste words. So whatever words the Holy Spirit uses, they're intentional. So it says here, Bless the Lord, you as angels, who excel in strength, who, who do his word. Who do his word. Then it says, heeding. It, it could have just said, heeding his word. But Holy Spirit clearly says to us, heeding the voice of his word. Hallelujah. This jumped out so, so big to me when I was meditating back over message two weeks ago. Heeding the voice. I'm about to say the voice. voice. Now I've told you just in passing that word voice comes from the, from the, the Hebrew word kol, Q-O-L, kol, which means voice, sound, and noise. Okay? So, this, they, they heed the voice or the sound or, or the noise of his word. So just in, in, in our discussions in the past, I told you about when you speak the word, give the sound of God's word, it's like God speaking it, and the angels heed to that sound. But the Holy Spirit drew me a little deeper into that. That the voice of the, of the word, of his word, is more than just the sound. It is, it is the essence of the word. It is the power of the word. It says they give heed to the voice. Now, he already told us they do his word. Wouldn't that be enough? They, they, they do his word, okay? They do it in heeding the voice of his word. Okay, now watch. That means you can read the word and even speak the word and not have a voice. 
you'll, you'll get it. You can read the word and speak the word. In other words, speaking it because it's there. But if there's nothing inside, you're not giving voice to the word. Second uh, Corinthians 4.13 We have in the same spirit of faith. We believe Uh, give, give me verse uh, 12 of that. Go back to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 12. So the death is working in you. And uh, No, let me see. That, this just, that, that just came there. I just wanted to see something. Hallelujah. Well, I'm sorry, it's, it's right in verse 13. I'm looking past it. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So that same spirit of faith which caused us to have believed and spoke, therefore we I, uh, uh, we also believe and therefore speak. So what made me speak was the spirit of faith. Oh, Jesus. How many of y'all ever, ever read the scripture where it says the, the, the letter kills? What? The letter kills, but the spirit so you can read the letter. You can know the letter. But if there's no spirit behind it, it doesn't produce any life. It does no voice to it. Thank you, Lord. Are y'all getting this tonight? Is it starting to click just a little bit to you? That that we 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 in the body of Christ, either people don't know the scriptures at all, or they know them and they say them, and then you get into a little faith church, a little word church, and I know okay, I got to do my confessions. You memorize twelve confessions, and you go do your confessions twelve times a day. But nothing's happening. Why? Because there's no voice behind it. There, there's no voice of faith. There's no voice of the spirit. And so you don't get any movement because there's no voice. It says the angels, they do his word, heeding, not his word, the voice. Or the reason they do his word is because they are heeding the voice. Holy Ghost, help me articulate this to the people. I, I need, I need y'all. I, I don't need any faces looking like that. I need, I need you to get it. I'm not picking on you. I'm just, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me to make sure it's clear to you. That, that, that they, they do His word, Psalm 103:20, 20, 
heeding. You understand that? They do it because they're heeding. Heed, heed means to hear and obey. They do it because they are hearing and obeying the voice of his word. So once the voice releases the word, now they can do it. But if there's no voice, they can't do anything. Okay. There, all right. There was a man who uh, uh, thought he was going to, uh, there was a group of young guys. They were known as Jewish exorcists. They called them the seven sons of Sceva. Uh, yeah. yes, the book of Acts. Yes, and they went to a man who was possessed with devils. And they said, we adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. To come out of this man. They said, in other words, we adjure. We command you. This is, this is them using words. Without a voice. We command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out of that man. And the Bible says that that man with all those demons jumped on all seven of those boys, beat them till they were bloody and naked running out of the house. Because the, the demon came out and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? See, you don't have a voice. They were saying the right words. In the name of Jesus, they were saying the right words, but they said whom Paul preached, which meant they weren't preaching it, which meant they didn't believe it and speak it. Because if they believed it, they would have said in the name of Jesus who we preach. So they didn't have any belief in their in and of themselves, so they had no power. So when they spoke, the demon's like, who is you? We know Jesus. He got a voice. We know Paul. He got a voice. You fellas don't have no voice. So we ain't going nowhere. Matter of fact, y'all getting up out of here. Bloody and naked. Verse 16, put up verse 16 for him. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Why? They had words, but no voice. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I hope so. That, that was just purely Holy Spirit. Because I hadn't, hadn't thought about that. That's, 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 that's so powerful. He, the angels do his word. Put up Hebrews 1.14. Put up Hebrews 1.14. Hebrews 1.14. This is about the angels, right? Are they not all... Ministering spirits, come on, sent forth, come on, to minister, minister, minister what? 
for those for those who will inherit salvation? He says, are they not all? The answer is yes, they are. They are all. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They are all. <laughs> all of them are ministering spirits. Sent for the ministry. Every angel has the assignment of ministering for us. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Well, how do we get those fellas to minister for us? Well, they heed the voice of the, of the, of the word. All right, go back to Psalm 103.20. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed are you, his angels, the same fellows we just talked about in Hebrews 1.14. These are the same guys. You, his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word. Thank you, Lord. Go. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, who excel in strength, who do his word. He's in the voice of his word. Let me, go, let me go to the next verse. Go to the next verse, 21. 21. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his. He's not talking about me, minister, you minister. He's talking about the angels who do his pleasure. So the angel's job is to do God's pleasure. And part of their assignment is to minister for you. Now they work for God. Don't get it twisted. They're not under your authority. They're under God's authority. But under God's authority, he sent them here to minister for you. And they do his pleasure. Now, how do we get those guys to do his pleasure? Because what people think is, well, God tells them, they just go just do stuff for me. That's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. That's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. That's why there's no fruit. That's why things don't happen. Because they are here to minister for you. So, okay, so if you go to a restaurant, right, and um, uh, a server comes out to serve you, who does a server work for? Work for the restaurant. They work for the restaurant. But if you don't order anything, they're there to serve you, but they work for the restaurant. If you don't order anything, you get nothing. <laughs> well, I'm so hungry. <laughs> you got to order something. <laughs> so, I'm so thirsty. Well, you got to order something. Because they don't read minds. Hello? You have to open your mouth and lift your voice up. So... They do his pleasure, but go ahead to verse 20. Again, what it says, they do his word. Wonderful. But they do it heeding the voice of his word. Boy, can you say amen? amen. Heeding the voice. Heeding 
hearing, obeying, that word heeding, you can study it out in the Hebrew, hearing, listening, obeying, the voice of his word. Now, how many of you ever heard of something called the law first mentioned? Okay, the law first mentioned references you find out the first place you see a word mentioned. That's, that's what the law of first mention is. Genesis 3. I want you to see something here. Oh boy, five minutes. Genesis 3. Now I'm going to, I want you to look at it, your new King James. I'm going to read this in the King James. I'm going to start at verse 6. I'm going to see, let you see this in the King James. But you follow along in your new King James or whatever you have. It says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, y'all know what woman he's talking about, right? There's the only woman there so far, Eve. And that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the, of the fruit thereof and did not eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves what? Aprons or coverings, right? Now watch verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord and amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto them, unto Adam, and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now go back to verse 8, please. Go back to verse 8. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord thy God, of the Lord God walking in the garden. Now, in New King James, he used the word sound. Now, it's the same, this same Hebrew word here, cold. And if you look at verse, what's that, verse 10, verse 10 has that same call, and it uses the word voice. Now, we don't know why the translators of the New King James and other King James put sound on one and voice on the other because it's the exact same Hebrew word. So in Genesis 3.10, it would make sense to say, and he said, I heard thy sound in the garden. Right? It wouldn't make sense to say, I heard your sound. So the word in both is voice. Okay? So go back to verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. What did they hear walking? The voice. I'm going to come up, stay over here because they didn't get it. What did they hear again? The voice walking. It didn't say they heard God walking. They heard his voice walking. <laughs> Some of y'all struggling. Boy, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking. His voice was walking. 
I mean, and I, I'm like anybody else. I've been preaching for years, you know. God will come down to them and walk with them in the cooler today. And look at the scripture. He never said that. <laughs> when God spoke to Moses and the, and the children of Israel, when they were out in the wilderness, Mount Sinai, the people said they got afraid because we heard his voice coming out of the mountain. We heard his voice coming out of the fire. God wasn't there. It was his voice. His voice. His voice. Now, Pastor, why is this significant? Because the voice moves. The voice is personified. The voice, the voice is living. In other words, the voice is him. In other words, in other words, if uh, if uh, you were out, if you were in your house and you heard somebody outside serenading you, you know, y'all know what I mean. Just singing a song, my lovely girl, or whatever they got there singing. You hear their voice. You don't even see them. What do you say? Oh, that's so and so outside. Because you identified their voice. With them. So even if they weren't there, if they sent a recording, you would still say that's them outside because that's it's their voice. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And verse 10, when he asked them, Where are you? And he, they said, He said, I heard your voice in the garden. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I, I want you to see out of this, Holy Spirit, help me with this, is that his voice is powerful. His voice is his essence. The reason why God can speak and create the universe and do the things he does and he did and is doing is because it, God is, he's a faith God. So everything, when he speaks, everything, he comes out. Oh, man. His voice carries him. That's why when, he, when, he, when God spoke from heaven, the mountain shook. God's in heaven and he speaks and the, the mountain shakes. The angels, they do his word heeding the voice of his word. So you and I aren't just Word repeaters. 
on, saints. We're not just word repeaters. We get the word down in our hearts and become one with the word. And now, now the word has a voice. And when we send, watch this, when we send that word out, it walks. Y'all don't understand. See, if if you don't, if you thinking I'm just speaking, I'm just speaking a word. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna confess with a word. Okay, all right. Like you rolling dice, mm, it ain't going nowhere. But when you understand that you're speaking by the with the spirit of faith, when you release those, you release the word. You give voice to His word. Those words start walking. Put this scripture on the screen, media. Uh, Psalm 147, verse 15. Psalm 147, verse 15. If the voice can walk, then watch what else it can do. He sends out his commands to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. You, you'll, you'll, you'll catch this. His voice is walking. Now we see his voice running. When, when in the garden, his word didn't have to run. That was his normal fellowship. Here comes my voice. Here comes the voice. Here comes the voice. But now when he sends out his commands to the earth, he needs to shift things and move things around in our lives and throughout the earth. His, his Bible says his word runs swiftly. We see the voice walking. We see now the voice running. So when you and I speak, with the actual voice of the word, those words are not just thrown up in the air. We just, well, I hope something happens. The words you release, they start moving things. They go somewhere. Y'all, y'all, you didn't catch it. You can speak words in this place tonight. They don't stay in here. Your words don't stand here. Your words take off. Psalm, I mean, Isaiah 55, verse 11. Isaiah 55, verse 11. Put on the screen. Isaiah 55, verse 11. This, this came through in the tongue interpretation. So shall my word be, be that what? That does what? Goes. See, when God speaks, he speaks with the voice. His word goes. He didn't say, so shall my word be that comes forth from my mouth. Y'all missing that. He didn't say that comes forth from my mouth. He said, goes forth. Goes. When I send it out, it's going somewhere. Y'all catch that. His word is going somewhere. When you declare something over your body, he, he sent his word and healed them. His word goes. You know, you know, people, people take medicine in their mouth. They got a pain in their, in their, in their left knee. They take a, med, a prescription pill and somehow expect that pill to go through their body and find their knee. I don't know how to, I don't know how to. 
the liver is acting up. They're going to take a pill and expect the pill to somehow go to their body and find a liver. I mean, people believe that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying people believe that. So how is it that we can't believe that when we send a word, when we speak a word, that the word might start walking, but it starts running. It goes forth and it'll go right to that situation. <laughs> so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return. It won't come back to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper the thing for which I, I sent it. Now, remember now, imitate him, copy him, follow his example. So when you and I speak with the voice of the word, with the voice of the word, it's going to go and it won't return to him void. But it'll accomplish that which he pleases and the prosperous thing to which he sent it. I'm over time, all right. Um, Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Proceeding word. That's a word that goes out. <laughs> well, we got that sword of the spirit, but the sword is in your mouth. All right. Yeah. Deuteronomy 5 28. Look at what God says about the people. The people, God's talking to them. In fact, go back to verse uh, 26. Let's, let's see what we got there. For who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire? Did y'all catch that? Who has heard the voice of the living God? Notice he didn't just say who has heard God. He couldn't just say who has heard God. But he said who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and live. This people talk. Keep going. Verse 27. You go near. This is what the people tell Moses because what happened when, when, when they were up there hearing God, the mountain was set on fire. <laughs> and they're like, hey, hey, this is too much for us. Moses, you go handle this business with God. They said, you go near and hear all that the Lord our God may say and tell us all the Lord our God says to you and we will hear and do it. You tell us, we're going to hear it and do it. Now watch verse 28, what God says. Then the Lord heard the voice. No, why did he just say the Lord heard your words? It says he heard the voice of your words when you spoke to me and the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people which they have spoken to you. They are right in all that they have spoken. Now watch this, watch this. I'm going to read one more verse from this. Go to verse 29, verse 29. Here's what God, watch what God says. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me. In other words, he said, what they said was a voice. The sound of that was serious. He said, I just wish their heart would match that. 
y'all, y'all follow this? He, I heard the voice. God says, I heard the voice of your words. But your heart didn't match your voice. He could just say, I heard your words. I heard the voice of your words, but your heart didn't match your words. Your heart didn't match your voice. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2. Now shall come to pass if you diligently obey the Lord. you if you get a chance tomorrow on your lunch break just search the scriptures and just look how many times you see where he says the voice of the Lord as opposed to just the Lord how many times he throws in there it's important that we hear the voice why the voice because that's what's active that's what's alive that's what we call rhema if you hear and obey his voice Carefully observe all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. One last place. One last place, and then you can go on home. Mark 1. Mark 1. And 21. Then they went into Capernaum. I hear pages turning. Y'all got it? I'll wait if you get it. I'm sorry. Got it? Okay. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he, Jesus, right, entered the synagogue and taught. He entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. He had the voice. Somebody got it. He had the voice. The scribes, if you know about the scribes, they had the words. They were astute in the words. They knew the words backward and forward. But no voice. So notice what it says. He taught them as one having authority. So what, the author- what gave him the authority was the voice. That he wasn't just knowledgeable of the word, he was the word. When you become one with the word and you're not just knowledgeable of the word, you now speak as one having authority. So it won't be I adjure your name of Jesus Christ whom Paul preaches. And get beat. No, it'll be you, one with the word, speaking with authority, having the voice. And when you have the voice of the word, every angel is sitting there waiting. And when you speak, God says they're going to minister for you. And you're going to use that word over nations over kingdoms, over neighborhoods, over your family, over this city, this region. You know, your Bible says, by the blessing of of the upright, a city is exalted. Your Bible says, by the blessing of the upright, 
the city is exalted. That means you and I have the authority, if we get a hold of this, to speak and bless the whole city. Well, let's just say something. No, 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 no. It's got to be a voice. Authoritative voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, some people don't walk in any kind of authority. They walk in and tell kids, be quiet now. You be quiet, kids. Y'all the, the kids. <laughs> Someone does walk in there and say, hey. They straighten up, boy. <laughs> Why, it's the voice. There's only difference. The same words, just the voice. Same words, just the voice. I believe y'all tonight are people that understand and know the voice because you're taking this word and you're not just memorizing it you're not just playing around with it you're making this word part and parcel of who you are so when you open your mouth you're speaking with an authority and every every demon in hell has to pay attention to you <laughs> things have to move because you have the voice of the Lord amen y'all receive that tonight Come on, get on your feet and give God a praise if you receive that word tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for the authority you've given us to speak and decree your word, not just mindless speaking, mindless babbling, but, Father, with the spirit of faith, that when we speak, we speak with an authority. And just like you have a voice, you've given us a voice to speak your word. Your word is powerful. Your word is alive. Your word is sharper than your two-edged sword. We will not bear this sword of the word, sword of the spirit in vain, but we will use this sharp sword you've given us to move things in the earth, to cut off things that need to be cut off, Hallelujah. To clear out pathways that need to be cleared. To do things you've called us to do, Father. And I pray that tonight each and every one of your people will understand clearly the power that you've given us in the word and in faith-filled voices. Let us walk in this power. Use us. You told us to open our mouths and you will fill them. You told Lord Isaiah, you told Jeremiah, you put your words in their mouths. So God, just like you did for them, put your words in our mouths that we may speak with the voice of authority and power. We thank you for tonight. We give you the praise for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.